March 30th, 2018, almost at 17. My name is Kellen Conley, and this is the world's greatest podcast, Barack Obama Approved Hyphenation. And with me is my esteemed semi-regular co-host, Marcus, showing Mad Love Robinson. What up, Marcus? What's up, boy? What's up, boy? Uh, you know, you know, just trying to get back on track after uh, Disney, which I still haven't talked about on the show. But by the time they hear this, I will have talked about it. So <laughs> nothing, nothing but good things to say. I, I promise. Well, I hope you enjoy the trip. And uh, that's good. I hope you enjoyed the trip and spent a shitload of money there. man. We did, but it wasn't as bad as, as Mike thought it would be for us. But th- but I definitely could see the jig. <laughs> oh, because the jig is everywhere. Yeah, man. Like, uh, it, it's crazy. Because I mean, we when you get to Disney, they they we, they give you these things called magic bands, and essentially you use those to get into all the parks and stuff. And they you can link a debit card to it and stuff like that. And we had our debit card linked to it. But we were still, Ooh. yeah. But we weren't going crazy on the bands. We we still were using our actual debit cards because um, there was a delay, but from it showing up on our online banking and stuff. And we were like, we don't want to have all these charges show up like five days later because we did do the magic band. So we were using the card, but we spent a lot of money down there, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. But it it was awesome, and I, and I will tell that story. But uh, speaking of Disney, segue. <laughs> I, uh, I I realized that this is the year 2018, and a week from the day this episode comes out, Infinity War is coming out. And on top of that, not only is Infinity War coming out, but it's been 10 years since the start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man in 2008. So that's what we're here for, is to do an Iron Man retrospective and then also speculate about what happens in Infinity War. Yeah, man. So 10 years in the making, um, the OG Iron Man dropped, directed by John Favreau of Swingers fame. Um, were you a big fan of Swingers? I love Swingers. I- I've never seen Swingers. Oh, shit. It's it's funny as hell, man. It's it's basically set in the late nineties. Uh, it's a, it follows like a group of men, just mm-hmm. sort of would be actors trying to make it in Hollywood. But it's more of like a it's it's like a bonding tale between these these like group of friends or whatever. Yeah, but, Vin, Vince Vaughn's in it, right? Yeah, Vince Vaughn is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, you should definitely like. Check it's on my out. list. It's on my. Li- I read an oral history about it, <laughs> about the making <laughs> of it, but I have not watched the actual movie. Go figure. It's yeah, such a me move. Yeah, it started out like a as a play, and then they were able to finesse it into like a sort of like a low budget like Miramax movie. Yeah. Um, 
back when yeah, Miramax was popping back in the day yeah, when uh, people were being turning blind eyes and stuff towards a certain gentleman who ran that company. Oh, oh man. Well, speaking of that, like I was watching um, uh, Scream, the OG Scream. The other oh, yeah. Day. Oh, yeah. And Dimension. Like, well, yeah. Like it was, it was a really I forgot how good that movie is. And so, you know, basking in the glory of, wow, this movie was fire. And then guess who the fuck shows up as executive producer? Harvey Weinstein. On the motherfucking screen, man. That shit was a loop. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man. So he had his tentacles on the movie, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So, so, as always, whenever you come on... You take the lead, and you've you have curated a list of topics that we're going to go through when it comes to OG Iron Man, and I'm I'm super excited about this because I, I I and I'm sure we'll get into this, but I saw Iron Man and everything changed for me. Everything changed for me, but we'll, we will get into that. But Marcus, you take the lead whenever you want. But we're we are going to go into this Iron Man Infinity War thing and then we're gonna go see infinity war and then you know that we'll be following up about infinity war just like we did with black panther wakanda forever <laughs> throw the x up baby. throw the, the x, x up. up throw the x up I, yo i did that today at work <laughs> <laughs> i uh i saw a couple friends of mine you they white huh you scared of white people no well they, i mean they were white but uh <laughs> but they're friends of mine right and i adapt up adapt up my friend fact and i just helped them with their stuff and he he would leave, and I knew his girlfriend really well too. So I dapped her up, and did the embrace, and I stepped back and threw up the X. I was like, "Yo, I did it perfectly, right. man!" But she, they hadn't seen Black Panther, so they didn't get it. But they're wow, yeah, they haven't seen it, man. But uh, but they they'll recognize it. Like, yo, that's what Kelly did in his office that one day. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, so all right, so all right, so I did come up with a list of questions and topics that we can get through and basically this is going to span the whole mcu yeah um the movie uh, for you know marvel comic cinematic universe and so you know you hit me up definitely want to talk about an iron man retrospective and so let's get into it yes all right <laughs> all right so looking back like i said 10 years ago when we got the og iron man um, how important was it that Marvel picked the perfect Iron Man? And do you think any other actor could have had the same impact as Robert Downey? Uh, man. Well, th- I think one of the most important things that worked for for Robert Downey Jr. was the fact that everybody thought he wasn't the right Iron Man. Uh, because I recall comic fans, fanboys... Because I was still I was still collecting them, they uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Are you serious? Like why they like I, this is outrage. I'm going to get on the internet and type hard on my keyboard. Like <laughs> it, it was it, it was not met with anybody saying oh that's the right choice. There was of course the the rational people that said oh well Robert Downey Jr. can act though. Let let's give us a chance. But I feel like most of the, and most of the problem. Uh, well, most of the things that helped Marvel was the fact that nobody expected Robert Downey Jr. to be able to pull off Tony Stark the way he did. And then when he did it, it that just took everybody's mind to a whole nother level. Because honestly, I look at Robert Downey Jr. And when it, even when it's, he's 
on his Instagram or anything else, if he has a little bit of a goatee and doesn't like in clean shaven or anything else, I don't see Robert Downey Jr. I see Tony Stark, man. So yeah, man. It it was hella important that they uh, that they picked him and and they they put a lot on him, but at the same time they didn't because I feel like if Iron Man hadn't worked. Then they could have been like, all right, well, back to the drawing board. We only lost one movie. We could still pull this off. We just have to kind of go another way about it. So I think it was a low-risk move for them. And I I, I have to take a minute to think um, about if anybody else could have been had the same impact. So I'm going to pass it to that one. I mean, for that man, I don't think I don't think anyone else could have pulled it off. I mean, because you got to think about even his career at the time. I mean, even like he started as an actor in the '90s, mm-hmm. Hollywood really really liked, and then unfortunately he got some, you know, basically like substance abuse issues or whatever. Oh yeah, he had major but, substance abuse issues. Yeah, and so this is at a time when I mean, no one, to be quite frankly, no one was really thinking about him being anything, and so. I remember whenever, you know, I heard about uh, Iron Man coming out, like, I definitely was completely unsure of the movie, um, but they got it completely right. I mean, he is inseparable from the character. Like, even if you see him in the movie with, like, a like a mentally impaired uh, Jamie Foxx, it's Iron Man with Jamie Foxx. Right. And so he's, he's perfectly... He has a perfect marriage with his character, and I don't think that like anyone else could have filled this in any other way. And looking back at the movie, the original movie, he played it so well. Like he was, like they basically took Batman and said, you know what, we're gonna just make him a touch bit of an asshole, but you'll still love him anyway. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, like he he pulled off great. Like he played he played charm. Like when he needed to play the charm up, he was serious when he needed to be serious, and that original movie is still one of my favorites of any Marvel comic movie. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and the funny thing is, like, I I recently like rewatched it, and Jeff Bridges, he is he was fucking great. Yo, he was great as Obadiah Stane, man. He killed it. Yes, he killed yes. it. I love this performance. Yes, man. Like, I remember, because, I mean, the dude from fucking uh, Big Lebowski, like, I'm thinking, like, no way he should be able to pay off this, like, clean, like, slick-looking just villain. Right. He's a total fucking villain. He's a badass. Yes, he is. Yeah, man. He pulled it off. I mean, that's the whole thing about casting. Again, like, if you have a good enough story with a good vision, and you have good actors to back it up, I mean... That's gonna be it's gonna pay it's gonna be paid dirt like it's gonna be great mm-hmm. and so like they were like the perfect match for each other in that movie and Favreau did a great job and I mean Marvel did a great job too yeah yeah they they really did and and I gotta agree I don't, I don't think anybody else could have pulled off this role uh, the the way that um, RDJ did uh, and then the, the casting and. I I could I could gush about this so much because I remember going to go see it in 2008 and uh, I I went to go see it during the day. I called a matinee during the week and I watched the whole thing. and I was just blown away. And I want to say I know I was definitely 
out here by myself at the time. Uh, so I, I, I didn't have any other anything else going on. I want to say the same day that I went to go see it, I, this was before I had a car. So I, I took the bus back from the mall, went back to my, my crib, whatever. And I feel like I was like, you know what? I have nothing going on. I'm going to go watch Iron Man again. <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't within the same day, it was within a couple of days. And I went back to go see it again. I took the bus up there and I caught a late showing of it. And I loved it just as much. And funny thing is I was sitting in the, at the second showing watching it and I got a text from a friend of mine at U92 and she's like hey what are you doing um a couple of us going down to the bar I'm like oh well I'll totally meet you there I'm watching Iron Man right now <laughs> and she's like oh is it that good didn't you say you already saw it I was like yeah it's that good and so I, I went and met up with him at Chicken Bones afterwards but uh yeah I, it was definitely the closest repeat viewing of a of a Marvel movie that I recall I'm going to, and it was, it was excellent. It was excellent, top to bottom, man. Yeah, man. I mean, because I didn't even, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or not. I, I remember. Oh, you like, missed out, bro. I think I did. I, because I even remember. I remember I copped like the the, the cheap DVD of it somewhere. Bootlegger. I, Oh, no, no, it was a real. It was okay. on sale somewhere. Got you. Five dollar um, bin, fifteen dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the Walmart five dollar bin, man. Yo, you find some good stuff in there even today. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. So they definitely jump started the not only the Iron Man trilogy, but also just the Marvel Cinematic Universe on a great fucking start. Yeah. And so now, so. He has appeared and basically had a role in. I told you eight. It was actually seven. So he had the the trilogy. He has um, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the two Avengers, and then he has um, he has Homecoming. Right. So of those films, and over the last decade of films, what do you think is the best uh, RDJ performance? Um. <laughs> oh, here comes a hot ass take. Okay. As much as I love Iron Man one, and then I love his scenes in uh, Avengers, obviously, and as much as I love Civil War, all right, wait, I might be, I might be backpedaling now. <laughs> now that I've listed all these, all right, I'm going to give it an honorable mention of this. Um, I honestly really liked his performance in Iron Man three. Oh yeah. Um, that's the most hated one, obviously, but I feel like what his character was actually going through as far as the post-traumatic stress disorder from uh, the Battle of New York, and then as far as his storyline with his uh, par- constant paranoia and his whole arc throughout that movie, no matter how stupid the circumstances that he went through that movie, I really thought that was a very vulnerable Tony Stark, and I don't really think we got to see that in any of the other films, and I've I really enjoyed that performance. But if I had to pick the best out of all of them, I've got to say, I'm going to go with Civil War. Civil War slightly oh. edges out Iron Man. I mean, because my answer is actually Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3? Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that. And the funny thing is, even too, like, I think, I well, because everything that they actually tried to do with Tony 
was really was really great. Like they, I mean, because you don't see this with anyone else, but they actually try to show him have growth, and they try to show him dealing with the post traumatic stress disorder from mm-hmm. like the events in New York, and you actually see him be. I mean, because even in the earlier movies, like he's you know he's like confident and he's sure of himself, but this is the actual when you see him, he's rattled and he's scared. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to deal with it, and he he has panic attacks, and so he's really he really is about as human as he allows himself to be. And and while I think that like I think overall Iron Man three. I think they missed the mark on some of the stuff they wanted to do, but I think the yeah, way absolutely. I think the way that he handled his character and what he did in the film, I think it was remarkable. And I think it is interesting that you say that Civil War is your answer because I mean he has its sort of same well, he in Civil War he just has rage at the end because he's like he knows why his pa- his family's dead. He knows who killed them. And so he had Captain America who knew the answer and then just never told him. Right. And so that's got to be heartbreaking. Like if someone that you're really that close to. Right. And you probably consider like your best friend and one of yeah, your closest like, friends, I'd say Banner's his best friend, <laughs> but then uh, oh, yeah. Cap is right there. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And so you, you had this sort of level of betrayal where it's like you really fucked me over in this sort of way, but I think the Iron Man three was definitely, um, definitely a really great performance for him. An underrated performance. I'm glad that you had the balls to do what I did not. Couldn't <laughs> put put Iron Man three out there. So, um, with that said, um, with all seven of his appearances, um. Do you want to do a quick? I don't know if you can come up with it quickly, but uh, do you want to give like your favorite um, Iron Man Tony Stark uh, moment in those films? Oh man, you got to go first. I'm trying to think. Um, I was hoping you'd be quicker than that. Um, if, uh, if I had to pick a favorite, um, well, I mean, one. I mean, I think I just sort of said it. Like one of the top ones, at least, was when you see him battling Cap. Yeah, and you see that like he's gonna kill Bucky if Cap doesn't stop him, and so you really see Tony go all out mm-hmm. for it, and so that was a really great moment. Yeah, um, even even him when he gets captured in the OG Iron Man, and he he basically you know he's in the cave, you know building you know the suit out of just random parts, mm-hmm. and I. I feel like that was a pretty cool sort of origin of like the whole Iron Man suit story in itself. And so that was, I think that was pretty cool. Um, one of my favorite moments is from OG Iron Man two, or sorry, from the OG Iron Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's when, um, Tony is, uh, it's right after he made the Mark two. I don't, I can't remember if this is before or after he's made Mark three, uh, the golden red, but, it's just him in the basement testing stuff, and like, yes. and, his, and uh, Pepper comes down, and he's just he's just so hyper focused on that. But at the same time, he's still as uh, with everything he has going on, he's flicking the the technology around and moving this, and he has his little assistant here, and then Pepper's like giving him shit. At the same time, he's like cool as a cucumber, and it's like, and it's like, man, at that moment, I was like, 
I was like, man, I could totally, I totally want to be Tony Stark in this moment because it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, he's he's totally all over the place, but at the same time, he's like an. I almost want to say he's omnipresent, but he's definitely present and he's bigger than life in this scene, even though he has all these things coming at him. And that's one of my favorite scenes in the in movies It's definitely that one, because I was just like, man, this guy's this guy's definitely got it. if he hadn't. He had sold me before that scene. But then I watch that scene every time and I'm just like I'm drawn to it. it it's just so good how how they displayed everything about Tony Stark in those few minutes there. Yeah, man. Because even because even going back to like how kind of three was a little bit disappointing, like because John Favreau, like they didn't John Favreau didn't direct three. Apparently, he had some according to some internet researching, he, he actually wanted to direct the original Avengers, um, but I guess his price was too high, and so Marvel didn't want to pay him, and so whenever Iron Man three came up. I there I guess so there's some dispute where he just didn't direct it, and so I feel like the, like the sort of slickness of one and two were gone because Favreau wasn't there anymore. Yeah, but but maybe I mean maybe if Favreau's there, we don't get the actual human side of Tony. So it's kind of a trade off. That, that that that's true. I th- I think Shane Black did a good job with what he had uh, yeah. with the Mandarin uh, spoilers fake out, and then with um. Ty, um, oh, Tyron, I want to say Lannister. <laughs> I know that's not right. <laughs> no, nah, he's that's not him. That's not him. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the the extremist dude uh, who was in the movie, um, yeah. who I, I feel like is definitely the worst villain that Iron Man's even went up. Against. No, I didn't like Whiplash a whole lot in Iron Man too. But I'd still say that. Um, I'd still say that he's worse than Whiplash, the extremist guy. Um. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like because even the Mandarin, he was just sort of, he was over the top a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, he was over the top, but they tried to make him not seem like he was over the top. Like, that's where they sort of fell. Yeah. But like, but like Whiplash, like he was just this angry guy that was just, he was just out to get Iron Man. And so he, and even at the end, he builds this like crazy ass suit to get Iron Man or whatever. Yeah, and Aldrich so, yeah. Killian was the guy from Iron Man Three. Aldrich Aldrich Killian. Yeah, and so I mean they, I mean they they can't compare it to Jeff Bridges. So that's uh, no, and that's that's the bad thing about the Iron Man films. After the first one was Jeff Bridges was the best. He he honestly, if you, if you know, I don't know how familiar you are with the comic book. Iron Man stuff, but honestly, he got to play one of the best villains next to the Mandarin in Iron Man history uh, by being um, Ironmonger. Because just a quick overview: Obadiah Stane took over Stark Industries uh, in the it was an '80s arc. Uh, Tony was drinking real heavy. Uh, he Tony lost everything because of the drinking, and then Tony kind of finally kicked the booze, found his way back. Brought out the silver centurion uh, armor, the silver and the um, red, and then he beat Ironmonger in an epic battle. So, but Ironmonger's arc in the books, Obadiah Stane's arc, is definitely one of the most um, revered Iron Man villain arcs, I think. So, having him in the first movie makes it difficult for anybody to follow. Yeah, man. I, I remember when he was screaming on that scientist, Tony Ark, build this in a cave with scrap. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn. 
This is so good, Yo. man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, we, we can't figure it out, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. He wanted to put his fist through his chest in that moment, but he he knew it was bad for business. He's pretty much the Triple H of the Marvel of the Marvel Universe, Jeff Bridges. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean that's a pretty good point. Oh <laughs> uh, man, so we agree that you know, as far as well, so. We definitely discuss best moments and our best what we think our best performances is. I didn't I didn't pick well, I think we both agree that the OG Iron Man is definitely like the cream of the crop for the for the trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's no question. No question. <laughs> All right. So we we talked a little bit about Civil War and talked a little bit about how Iron Man and Cap fought it out over Bucky and, you know, Iron Man's parents' parents' murder. Um, so, truth be told, for full disclosure, whenever Civil War initially came out, I was Team Cap. But after some, you know, praying and soul-searching, Prayed on officially, it. <laughs> I, I had to, man, I had to. And so... <laughs> So I've recently converted to Team Iron Man. Okay. But looking back at the movies and not only just like the original trilogy, but also specifically of the the Avengers and and the um, Civil War, ultimately is Team Iron Man the right side to be on? Um, it's the same. It's the real. It's not black and white. Is the problem. Um, yeah. If we're if we're literally talking about the characters and their story arcs, it's no question Iron Man for me. Um, at, and don't get me wrong, Chris Evans has impressed the hell out of me as Captain America every single time he's on that screen. But it's always been Team Iron Man for me, just because not only I mean obviously Tony has the brains, but then he's just so damn charismatic that you want to see what happens to him. But if we're looking at the yeah. basis of of the arcs as far as who Iron Man is and what he did in Civil War and who Cap is and who Cap is in Civil War. I, I still gotta say Team Iron Man though, though, because ultimately they needed to be responsible for their actions in Slokovia. Um absolutely had to be responsible. Registration was that extreme? Of course. The US government and United Nations overreacting. That's not a big surprise. Um, but the main thing is it, it stopped being about registration for Cap almost immediately because essentially he was trying to save his friend. And while saving his friend and trying to bring him back from the awful that had been done to him by Hydra over the years is a noble act. At the same time, it wasn't a, for the greater good. What Iron Man was doing up until the point where he found out that Bucky killed his parents was he was doing himself. He was he was being the selfless one in the whole thing and cap couldn't see the forest for the trees because Bucky was involved. So I'm going to still say team cap. Oops. Team Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> whether it's the favorite character, um, or whether it's their individual story arcs leading up to civil war. Yeah, man. Cause even, cause even originally when I looked at, um, civil war and winter soldier, um, and even like the first, uh, the first Avenger, um, I was, I was seeing Cap because, I mean, I think that type of loyalty, like, you, like, 
this is literally his oldest friend in the world. And it's actually the person who knows who he actually is. Like, right. Remembers the old he, Steve he, Rogers. Yeah, he, he knows who Steve Rogers is. He doesn't know who Captain America is. He knows Steve Rogers. And this is just a man protecting his friend. But then I really had to think about, you know, just sort of what it means to be against, like, the Accords and what it means to be against, like, action. And, I mean, I mean I'll keep it frank. I mean, you know, we, like, me and you and, you know, black people across America, we, we need federal guidelines for protection. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we need these sorts of things to actually guarantee our rights. And so with the Avengers, like, they need regulation. Like, they, they need... I mean, even if we say like it's a governing body, but they need to have some sort of limitation for what they can and can't do. And and I think Tony, I think after the first after the first um, movie or two, Tony was really about he tra- he really did transition from selfish to selfless yeah and so he was really all about just sort of thinking of ways to advance humanity as a whole i mean and that's why ultron like that's why he wanted to you know make the the infinity stone like ai because he just wanted to see you know what we can do with technology with artificial intelligence mm-hmm. i mean it backfired yeah but i mean he you really see him as a person that really tries to do the best thing for everyone involved. And so, and so cap, he really, you really see him transition out of that. Honestly, you see, when you see captain America go from, he really was a soldier. Like he was like, I'll take my orders. I won't ask any questions. I'll just do it to a person. That's like, okay, I got, I can't be with the government anymore because the government, the government I found out is full of lies, which I mean, <laughs> yeah, any, any government when a soldier that's proved a, that enough. Yeah, that that's a fair appraisal for any government. Mm-hmm. And so because Hydra Hydra was shield, he's basically now the mindset of like any sort of government is going to be can lead to evil. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, at the same time, like everything needs a check, and so if you can instill something, some government control that's honest and good, you know that's a good thing. But in Cap's eyes, he's like that—that's just not a possibility anymore. So yeah, so yeah, that's why. And so, someone on Twitter, they were like, like "Who, <laughs> who do you think would say Black Lives Matter first, Iron Man or Captain?" No, it's totally <laughs> <And> Iron Man. <laughs> And this is when I was still cap, and that in that moment I knew I, I gotta reconsider my position. <laughs> <laughs> because I could totally say that not like nonchalantly and totally mean it though, because it'd be like like I don't know, Mister Stark, I'm a big fan of yours, some little black kid. Hey, like oh yeah, like but or maybe let's make him a little older so it's not so condescending. But some black guy wants to say, hey Tony, can I take a picture? Yeah, man, absolutely. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> like and what totally yo he would just have on a t-shirt like he would right. literally stop the picture change into a black lives t-shirt that happy would have for him right there like yo happy let me have my other t-shirt real quick <laughs> exactly uh, 
and and it's oh, yeah. and the, but the crazy thing about Tony though is while you look, you some people look at it like oh he's such a douche he's making fun of it like no Tony actually means that shit that's just who Tony is man yeah that's the thing like I mean Tony Tony as smart as he is you you really do see that he cares about people and so there's no way that like you have to explain like really in depth to Tony what Black Lives Matter means. Right. So like like I'm guarantee like Tony read like one Tanahasi Coates article he was all the way down. Oh absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah. man. So yeah, man. So So we're both team Iron Man. Uh, yes. I'm happy I'm I'm converted now. And so we will see what happens in Avengers to keep yeah. you to stay there. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, even though we are both Team Iron Man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do uh, basically within phases one through even four, because uh, we're currently in phase four, we had three trilogies. We had the Iron Man trilogy, the Captain America trilogy, and also the Thor trilogy. And so, between these three um, sets of movies, wh- who do you think had the best series of them all? Um, that's easily Captain America, uh, because the first Captain America, I went because I, I knew it was a continuation of what they were building. I did not expect First Avenger to wow me like it did. I, I did not run right back to the theater to see it again, but I would have if I could have. I really enjoyed the hell out of First Avenger. Um, Thor, Thor's okay. Ragnarok built back a lot of uh, what the Dark World lost, and I feel like the original Thor kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But the first Thor I thought was really good too. Um, but it it just with the problem is it like I said it gets lost in the shuffle because you have you think about the original movies you have Iron Man you have Cap you have Thor and then you had uh, they did Hulk and I, then I think they came back for Iron Man two and then mm-hmm. they did a v- Avengers before they yeah and then they came with Avengers so with having two Iron Mans um a okay Hulk movie um and then having Captain America be as good as it was Thor, the first Thor gets overlooked Dark World isn't bad but at the same time it wasn't the problem with Dark World is that it told the story but it didn't do anything it, I don't want to say it wasn't exciting, but there was no reason for you to go back and see Dark World once you saw Dark World once. The rewatchability of, of Dark World really hurt it. Ragnarok was awesome. Iron Man 3 hurt to Iron Man, or hurt Tony. And then Iron Man 2 also hurt Tony a little bit just because of the bad villain, so a little bit, I think. But then he had the classic first movie that set everything off. But. You, there's no beating Winter Soldier. I did not walk into Winter Soldier expecting to get what I got with Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier was essentially an 80s action film with a superhero <laughs> in the middle of it. That uh, 80s espionage thriller with Captain America in it. And mm-hmm. and I I I went to um I went to go see Winter Soldier and I was a uh, I was a little bit not sober. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, my jaw was on the floor the whole film. It was just it was that good. And then when I watched the sober it was still on the floor at um 
after all that. And I'd, I'd still say, even with Civil War being what it was, I'd take Winter Soldier out of the three. But having Civil War and Winter Soldier in your catalog, that's just unbeatable. Matt, I got some hot-ass takes for you, boy. Uh, okay. All right, so first hot-ass take. Ragnarok, kind of... Age like milk for me, man. Oh, really? Because I think I just think they went to I think they went to glossy to Guardians for me. I mm-hmm. like I like Ragnarok, but I think they tried to rely on too much of the comedy and too much of the Thor Loki relationship. Yeah. Even though I love actually I love Loki. Yeah, Tom has. I love is the awesome. relationship they have with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and here's another hot ass take, man. I I really like rag. I, I like um, Dark World. I like oh. Dark World than OG Thor. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. Like, I don't know anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> no, I don't either. But, but I just think that I think you're right. I think the the rewatchability of it isn't necessarily like um, all that great, I guess. But I think that. They balance the action with the Loki Thor relationship really, really well, and I think they did. I think they did a, a pretty decent job of it. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Ragnarok ultimately is the best one of the three. But I think that I think that Ragnarok may be a little overrated, and uh, Underworld maybe. I'm sorry, Dark World that may be. No, That's a whole different movie. movie. Thor Underworld. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> they get into it in Underworld. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Dark World is a little underrated. I think Ragnarok's a little overrated. Okay. But but ultimately I think that you're right. I think that the Captain series has been like had it like with all three movies, like I think it's head shoulders the best of the trilogy. Of the three. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think that the graphics for First Avenger didn't age well, really. Oh, okay. Um, so, but I think even beyond that, I think if you're just looking at it, like, if you're just looking at the film, I don't think the look of the film ages very well. But at the same time, I still think of I think First Avenger was a really good movie. And I do think that, like, I still think that Winter Soldier is probably the second best MCU movie ever, and Civil War is probably the third or fourth best ever. So yeah, I think I think by the time, and I think that really hurt Iron Man too because I think that um, I think that they come so early. They come in like Iron Man one and two come in phase one, right? And so Iron Man two, it's two years like apart. The vi- yeah, the the villain lacks. They may not have like a real idea of where they want to go with the Avengers, but by the time we get to Winter Soldier, MC like Marvel has like their blueprint of what they're going to do, mm-hmm. and especially with Winter, especially with Civil War, they know that they're going to have Avengers Four. They know that they're going to eventually have a Black Panther movie. They know they're going to do the Spider Man Homecoming movie, so they have an advantage that like. Um, Iron Man two and three, and even Thor one and two, they just don't have. So, so yeah, I think Captain Demi. Even though we're both Team Iron Man, I think Captain definitely has the best trilogy of the three. Yeah, hundred percent agree. There's there's just no defeating those two movies. I mean, but I mean, honestly, could they have done Iron or 
Thor Winter Soldier or or Thor Civil War or vice versa. Like, no, I mean, obviously Winter Soldier, that, that involves Cap. So that had to be Cap. The Civil War movies maybe could have been built off them, but you got to have Cap at the center of all those things because Cap, Cap is us essentially in the situation because he just has super soldier serum. So we can relate more to Cap and what he's going through versus what a guy in a high-tech suit and a, a, and a god does. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, I mean, so you see basically, I mean, even with Cap, like, like it's basically like he's a, he's a good person. And so, yeah, but he's just, he's just a person that just doesn't have like the strength and the actual ability to do like what he wants to do. And I mean, that resonates with a lot of people. And so, I mean, it's, it's really hard to sort of empathize with like a billionaire, like, right. <laughs> like a genius billionaire. Mm-hmm. So. I think that, like, I think even with, you know, just the Steve Rogers, the Steve Rogers sort of origin and basically his rise from, like, he just wants to be a good person. And so he just wants to do good things. That's why, he, you know, joins a war or whatever. So, yep. so yeah, man. So I think that I think Cap, I think I think Cap wins this round. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Points to Cap. All right. Yeah, <laughs> points to cap, but ultimately it's still Team Iron Man, Steinem, Damacords, and Cuban movement. Yep, yep exactly. <laughs> All right, so now that we've looked, we definitely reviewed the not only just the Iron Man and Cap, but just a just a quick MCU sort of like we covered the MCU a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Thor and Iron Man. We both agree that like you know. Even the OG Hulk, it was good, but it was decent. But you know, we we don't need two Hulks. Movies. No, no, we didn't need any of that other stuff. And so for the Avengers, so you know, people love the OG Avengers, Age of Ultron. You know, the re- the reviews of it, uh, it's sort of it's favorable, but a lot of people have mixed feelings about Ultron. I, I think. A- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I like I like Ultron. I think it's better than what people sort of give credit for. That that's what I was gonna get at. I feel like when I first watched it, it was like, okay, it was cool. I think it's aged with Tom. Um aged better with Tom, honestly, because especially with more of the MCU coming together now, and you go back and watch <clears throat> you watch things like you watch Age of Ultron now. I just got reminded of this the other day. Uh, they were talking about stuff that Ultron was using, or, or I think they might even talk about Claw, and then, uh, and then Banner's like uh, Wakanda, uh, Wakanda, <laughs> and it's, it's just stuff like that, and it's those, those little things, and then seeing how they built upon that story, even though at the time I didn't think it was the greatest story, but it's it's a huge linchpin in the in the whole MCU, and so I think with Tom it has definitely gotten better, and. Sh- and should be reconsidered as far as what people think of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I because I even forgot that um, I forgot that Claw lost his hand in Ultron, so I rewatched it, and that's why in Black in Black Panther he had the vibranium arm cannon. Right, that's from that. Right, that's exactly it. Yeah, because I, I remembered him. Um, because I, I was, I mean, not when I first saw him Black Panther, but I was looking at something, and they they mentioned. They show Claw being in um that he had mentioned he was in Age of Ultron. I was like, oh, that was that guy. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so I I, t- I totally 
I, I totally see the more connections now. Yeah, man. So yeah, so I think that okay. So looking at Ultron, we both agree that Ultron is aging like wine, and so yes. we both think it's favorable. And so now we see the introduction of the Black Panther. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And we got Spider Man. We got the reintroduction of Spider Man. Yay! And so, and so we're we're you know we're in the middle of phase four now and so we're coming up on uh avengers four part one that's coming out uh you said it's come out this is going to come a week before the movie comes out i plan on dropping it the the friday before um so it'll come out the third week of april because i think i think uh uh affinity war comes out on april 27th yeah so i plan on dropping this on the 20th for oh on Aaliyah's birthday look at that Oh, happy birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sweet sounds. Go for it. <laughs> but yeah, so okay, so we we're coming up on um A four part one. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to well we're gonna discuss a little bit about what we think is gonna happen with Avengers, not only just with Avengers, but where we're going to go beyond uh, Avengers into Phase 4 and Phase 5 and beyond. So do you have any sort of overall theories, like overall conspiracies of where Avengers part, Avengers 4 Part 1 is going to go? I don't... I didn't at first, other than thinking that I thought Iron Man was going to die, which I mentioned last time we got together. But then a certain someone who happens to be Danielle... Tweeted something <laughs> about the fact that you guys are going back and forth about theories. And yeah. she said something, and it triggered this memory in my head about the comics. And here is my wild theory that that will be super interesting to see it unfold on the screen. One, this is a the small theory that I think we've most of everybody's come to the conclusion of that Wakanda is going to get destroyed in some way. Yeah. Um, so that that's one theory I think everybody is agreeing on. My theory that I developed after the, uh, after seeing that tweet, Thanos is going to kill everyone. Ooh. Um, he at at some point during the film, he will he will have laid waste to everyone, and and the um. <sighs> Spoilers, but I'm pulling this correctly from the comics. But I feel like he's able to kill everyone, and then there will be, of course, a, a, the smallest of loopholes where most everyone is brought back. But then one of somebody's got to make the ultimate sacrifice. But I do think at some point in the movie, Thanos kills everybody: the Guardians, Spider-Man, the Avengers, Ant-Man. <laughs> and the wasp uh dr strange i i think at some point when he has when he has completed infinity gauntlet because i don't think there will be a point where he doesn't get all the stones because i feel like it'd be a ripoff be like infinity ward and like it come down to one stone and he never gets it and then it defeat him i'd be like oh come on at some point he completes the gauntlet and i think he kills everybody and then they have to I'm, figure out a way to write out of that. Well, well, yeah, because we, whenever the last Infinity uh, War trailer came out, 
Me and Danielle, we literally broke that shit down like game day footage, yo. Like, right. we were we were rewinding and pausing the fuck out of that YouTube link, man. And so, um, and so I think that. Uh, well, okay, so I don't think that's going to happen. I think that someone, I kind of am getting along the lines of a majority of people are going to die, but they're going to use a time stone to bring time back to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so Strange, I mean, so far, the only Strange is the only person that knows how to manipulate the time stone. Right. Uh, so at least he's going to have to survive at a minimum. Um, now, I don't think, I think maybe, I think majority of the Avengers, maybe the um, Avengers 4, but I think that in this movie, I think, I think only, I think only like three or four people need to get taken out. I think that, um, also, if anyone listens to this, it, the best thing to do would be to watch the OG Guardians because that's going to explain to you the story of like the actual Infinity Stone, right? So you'll 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 know like all the, the stones and all the powers and shit like that. So I think what's going to happen because one of the stones, um, uh, because the Guardians gave the stones to you know that that uh, I'm blanking on the name, but they gave them to like the police forces in outer space. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's going to be the first one to go down. So I think. My favorite guy of all time, John C. Riley. I think he's going to get clapped the fuck out of space. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole plan is going to go for the, the long ride. <laughs> They're going to get right. out of there. And so I think also, I think there's going to be like Thor is going to be with the Guardians, and either Thor is going to escape Thanos and hitch a ride with the Guardians back to Earth, mm-hmm. or or Thor just going to get killed. With, by Thanos, and then the Guardians still go to Earth. Because if you notice, I mean, I mean, because even in the previews, you see that Star Lord is with um, is Spider Man and Iron Man, and so I think what they're going to do is, um, I think they're going to eventually know all the, the real history about the Infinity Stones. Either I think maybe Strange, Strange is going to know because if you. If you remember back to the end of Doctor Strange, the movie, mm-hmm. like, he's basically going to know about the Infinity Zone. So he's going to be like, well, not the only human to know, but he's going to be like the only Avengers to know about all the Infinity Stones. And so I think what's going to happen is the purple Infinity Stone is going to destroy that planet. And then that's going to basically trigger, like, I think Thanos is going to realize that Vision and Scarlet Witch are hiding. And so they're going to try to attack them, but somehow, like, Cap, Captain and Falcon, like, they're hiding also, and they just, like, sort of stop the plan from, I think they stopped the Infinity Stone from getting so in that moment. Okay. And then that's why, and then that's why they go to Wakanda, because Captain knows about Wakanda, and, like, he knows about, you know, the technology uh, that they have. And he so, knows Bucky's and the, there. <laughs> he left yeah, him there. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think, like, they're going to take um, Vision to Wakanda and try to hide them. I think they're going to try to get the Infinity Stone out of Vision somehow. I think Suri, because Suri's gonna be, Suri is going to be in the movie. Yeah. She's the smartest human being. She's going to try to figure out how to get it out of him. And so, 
with that, I think at the same time that's going on, New York is going to get attacked. And so that's why Strange is with Iron Man. And then you see Spider-Man see Thanos' ship appear in, uh, in, in Queens or whatever. Right. And so I think I think they're going to try to get the Infinity, uh, the, the time gem in that, but they're just going to fail on somehow. Or or maybe they do get it, and then that's why they know to go to Thanos' planet to get it, to get it back. And so I think that, I think the only Avenger, well, I think two Avengers are going to die. I think Thor is going to die, and I think Vision is going to die. Okay. And, and I think that, I think they're going to do a fake Cap death in this, and he's going to reappear in the fifth one. Okay. And so, I mean, because, I mean, him and Thanos are going to battle, so I think... They're probably going to fake his death, and then he'll just, like, reappear, and then, like, you know, clap the fuck out of somebody, some space aliens, or some shit. <laughs> and, and so, I think, basically, like, I think that, I think, I think yeah. they are going to lose, like, Vision okay. Infinity Stone. McCall and so, back. and maybe even the Green Stone, the time gem that Change has, and so that's why... Because if you notice, all the New Yorkers, they're they're with the Guardians on Thanos' planet. So that's why Spider-Man, that's why Iron Man, and that's why Strange are all there. But Cap and Black Panther, none of them are there. So they're still in Wakanda at this point. And so I think basically what's going to happen at the end of this one is they're going to figure a way. I think they're going to figure a way to maybe steal the gems and then somehow Tony is still on that planet and somehow Tony doesn't make it back. And so maybe Tony doesn't live either. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. I I mean, I, I hope Tony lives, but I think at the, if you look at like, you see basically Tony just sort of stranded just on Thanos' planet by himself. And so I think maybe I think I think maybe that's the plot of the next Avengers movie where Tony is on this remote planet and they all have to they all have to save him. And so I think that's where I think that's where the next movie goes. And I actually think that I think this I think this next story may be a stretch, but I think Captain Marvel will appear in this Avengers movie. And then I think she has a missing Infinity Stone. Oh. And so, I mean, because the, the other Infinity Stones all accounted for, like the Red Stone, the Red Stone and the, um, uh, uh, Benicio Del Toro, the Collector, his character, yeah. he, he has two Infinity Stones. And, you know, Strange is the Green Stone. And the other stones are all accounted for. Um, Loki's going to give up the Tesseract. And has so, um, but maybe that's a fake too. I mean, because we know that, like, even though like the trailers are saying it, maybe that's a fake. I mean, because we know that okay. Loki is the god of mischief, so maybe he like does a fake out. Okay, I'm sure. going on a video call you back. And so I don't know. I think that I think Captain Marvel is going to appear in this one, and then she has the Infinity okay. Stone. And then Captain Marvel movie is probably going to be about how she got this done, how she got powers and shit. So I have to say that I am totally jealous of your theories, and that I don't think I've worked hard enough on my theories now. 
<laughs> well, no, I mean, because I think, I mean, no, I think that, I think you're, I think you're on the right path. I think, I think ultimately, um, I think you're right. I think that, I mean, I think Wakanda is going to get destroyed. And so they're going to use at least the time gem to restore it. So, yeah. um, I think a lot of, a lot of people do think that like, um, like a lot of, a lot of people are going to get killed. Uh, from Thanos, which is you know natural. Yes. Um, so they have to bring back a lot of different people. You can't bring in Thanos um, and have nobody count. Yeah, I think ultimately, I think you're right. Ultimately, that like someone is going to have to sacrifice their lives to save other people. And so, I mean, we're, we're talking about Tony and his growth from being selfish to selfless. And I think this is probably going to be that moment where Tony knows. That like his whole life, also like the first Iron Man movie, like he's really been about himself, mm-hmm. and this is going to be the ultimate thing he can do to like to show. I mean, maybe even to prove to himself that like he's not really a selfish person. And so I think that I think I think in this movie I think that's going to happen in some way. I think that like I, like I said I don't think he'll die in this movie. I think that like. He will. I think he's gonna to have to sacrifice himself so that Guardians and Spider Man and Doctor Strange can get away. Right. Um, but I don't think he'll die though. In this movie, at least, I don't think he'll die. Yeah. Um, I killing the two temples of the MCU is just just if we lost both of them in these movies, I I mean. That'd be super brave on Marvel's part because they haven't. I feel like they might have someone in place to replace one of them, but they don't have enough to replace two of them. Um, even with Spider-Man being back, uh, I, I do. I do think. I think the Guardians are definitely going to suffer a loss. I think the easiest one to suffer the loss would be Rocket. Maybe as much as I love Rocket. I don't think they'll kill Groot again. Mm-hmm. Groot's already sacrificed himself once. I can see Rocket going. Thor is a really good possibility. Tumsworth is I think he's the one who's been most vocal about I think he's I think he's almost done. Like if this isn't it, then the next one definitely is. Yeah. Um there was rumors a few weeks ago that Evan said that this was the last one he was in Infinity War, but then that guy walked back, so not sure about that. And then who knows what Robert Downey Jr. is doing picture to picture. I mean, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he turned down Iron Man four like six times and he's, he's made the biggest cut off Avengers. So hell, I mean, he really didn't have to do too much. <laughs> I mean, he has to act the Tony scenes, but all the Iron Man stuff is all CG for him. Essentially. I mean, yeah. it's not like that's super hard on him. So, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't know who who ends ends who it's going to be. Not making it to the next one, but I definitely don't think they can't. I don't think they take out any lightweights. Like, and there's really a, there's not really any lightweights. I don't think Hawkeye's going to be one to die or something like that, or Scarlet Witch, or something like that. Kind of like the Quicksilver death in Age of Ultron. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> I don't think it'll be somebody cheap like that. It's going to be big and it's going to be. It's going to be quick and it's going to be unexpected. 
And that's why like I said you last night. I think I think Wait. Oh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh no, I, I stopped talking when you said I think. Um that's why like, I texted you last night. I said uh when you said you bought your tickets for Infinity War already, I was like, fuck that, that's an event. Like this might be the biggest the biggest Marvel movie, like the last really big one, and I don't think the anticipation will ever be higher than this. Cause honestly, and I mean other than a direct sequel, um Honestly, I I really don't see there being another Marvel film to come out. Sans Black Panther two, directed by Coogler, which I, who knows if we're going to get that or not. Um, and even then, that's I don't know. It's going to be the biggest superhero movie here soon. So shout out to Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. But seriously, I don't think another Marvel movie is going to reach this level of anticipation after this. So, I it's a big deal. Big things are going to happen. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, I don't think that's why I think that for and vision are going to get killed in this is I think that because even with Thor death, like, I mean, you know, Thor is basically a god. So with him, with him dying and, um, you know, his death and vision death and like the destruction of Wakanda. I think that's going to be sort of the thing to like fuel them to the second movie, and I, that's what I said. I think that they're going to fake Cap's death in this one, and so that's going to be like everyone's going to. I, I think they're going to sell it really hard, and I think everyone's going to think that he's dead, and that he's going to reappear in the second movie, and so unless they show like his skull explode or something, I think he's going to make it to the next one. But I think Chris Evans is set up. I think, I think he's. I think Chris Evans is ready to go to bed with Captain America. So I do. Yes, yeah, so I don't. I don't think he's going to make it out the second one. I think maybe he sacrifices his life to save Tony, um, as like a as a repayment for you know not let him kill Bucky. Yeah. Um, and so I think like ancillary pieces like, I mean, because Vision is even though he has an Infinity Stone in his, in his forehead. Vision is really an ancillary piece, and that's why I said like someone like John C. Riley, like he's going to get blown out the paint. Um, <laughs> I can see I can see Bucky getting blown out the paint in this movie. Oh man, I, I didn't even th- think about that. But who's going to yeah. replace you? Who's going to replace Cap? Because ultimately, the idea would be somebody steps into the Captain America role, and ideally, I would say make it Bucky. Because I definitely don't want don't want Falcon being Cap America in these next movies, man. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's uh, Anthony Mackie ain't built for that, man. At all. So, <laughs> so I think maybe that's why they. I think maybe that's why they pushed the whole Captain Marvel thing. Yeah, so just said we're going to move away from Captain America to be Captain Marvel now. Um, yeah. So, and I, I think even, I don't think even the Hulk. I don't think. Hulk is going to die. I think that like him and Romanoff are just going to escape somewhere and just be with each other because that'd be, I think that'd be a waste if they spent, I mean, they basically finesse like from like, well, like uh, winter soldier. Well, they've been finessing like the Romanoff Hulk thing for like two or three movies now. Mm-hmm. And so for them not to end up together, that will be, that would be kind of almost useless at that point. 
And so I think Hulk is going to live, but I think, I don't know, I think they're going to find a way just to not to have Hulk be the Hulk anymore, if that makes any sense. That that would be interesting, too. turn to the Hulk anymore. Because Ruffalo is the one that looks the oldest out of all of them. <laughs> I think so. I think he actually is. I think I think him and um, him and Downey are really up there are the sen- the se- seniors of the crew. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, honestly, have we seen was Hawking any of the scenes in the trailer? Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, he's. You don't see when he's look like he's in Wakanda with Romanov. And you see Hulk. Hulk is in the Iron Man machine. He's in the um, Hulk Iron Man, whatever it was that machine was called. He's in the Hulkbuster. Uh, yeah, he's he's in the Hulkbuster in Wakanda. Oh, I didn't realize that was him in there. I thought that was Tony. Well, that's. I think that's sort of up to debate. That's kind of. I don't know. It's maybe I don't know. No one really knows, but we just see. We basically see um, Banner next to the Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he just gets in the Hulkbuster. But I mean, even in the trailer, you see him running alongside like Captain and Okoye. Okay, so I couldn't I couldn't remember the scene because there's so many heroes. I couldn't remember if I saw a big green dude in there. Maybe I haven't watched it yeah. enough. <laughs> so so and so basically what. What is going to start out is Vision and Vision and Scarlet Witch. They are in hiding, and they're they're in hiding in London. Because even if you're going back to Doctor Strange movies, between London, New York, and Hong Kong, these are all at the pillars of these events. Right, and they all so Vision is hiding out in Hong Kong. So that's why. In the trailer, you just see Vision as a white man because that's his disguise or whatever. Oh. Um, and so I think what's going to happen is, okay, so they're in London, and then I think Captain is just shadowing, shadowing, um, shadowing Vision and Scarlet Witch. And so what eventually happens is Scarlet Witch, Vision, Cap, Falcon, they go to an, uh, Romanoff and Banner, they all go to Wakanda, and so in New York, you're going to have um, you're going to have Tony, you're going to have Strange, you're going to have Spider Man. In some way, Banner crash lands into Doctor Strange's place in New York, but he's going to end up in Wakanda somehow. So you got to you got to watch for that in the movie. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so he's going to, and also, ooh, this is something else. I don't. This is oh man, I don't know if I should tell you this part. No, tell me. Spoilers, everyone, uh, go. In one of the trailers, it's not the main trailer, but in one of the trailers, you're going to see that like you know how in Black Panther, he basically um, T'Challa thinks about the suit and the suit reappears. Right. right. They're gonna give the same thing to Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that just makes sense that the, the smartest mind in the MCU sure he decides to hook up your boy Tony. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that'll that be dope. That'll be dope. And then he can, oh, wow. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Then he doesn't have to sit there and wait for his armor to fly on him. Shout out Iron yeah, Man so. three. All those iron. All those <laughs> armor jokes. So actually, so thinking about it now, so I think what's going to happen is, um, I think they're going to attack. They're going to try to attack London first, or I think they're going to attack. They're going to try to attack New York. Then that's when Strange is going to tell everyone about the Infinity Stones, mm-hmm. and, th- and then Cause because nobody they, knows they, who the hell they are other than Strange through all these yeah, movies. Cause, yeah, because they only know about the Tesseract. They only know the Infinity Stone that's on Vision, and so they don't know about the other four. I th- and so I still think that the Wakandans know that they got an Infinity Stone, though. I think they know they got the Soul Stone. I don't think they're dumb. That's the thing, like, because people don't know what they're called. Like, only, only aliens. I mean, they're technically aliens. Like, only they know what the they're actually. Well, that that would stones. that would make sense that they don't know what it is specifically. But I feel like they're going to know it's not just some shiny rock that's been hanging out in their minds for millions of years. I don't know. There's more to it than that. But who knows what they may tie it into? What it could actually be? What their explanation of everything is? Yeah. So I think. I think the the movie's going to start out with Thanos getting the purple Infinity Stone, and then they're going to try to attack New York, and then try to attack London, which is going to cause them all to get together, to go to Wakanda together, and then Thanos is going to attack Wakanda. And that's actually probably, that probably is only in the Hulk Buster suit, but then Hulk determines a Hulk for whatever reason. Mm. And I think the Guardians are probably going to end up um, I think they're going to lose at least Vision's Infinity Stone. They'll probably lose Strange's Stone, too. And if Wakanda has an Infinity Stone, they'll probably lose that, too, in the battle. And then so, whenever the Guardians come back, come to Earth, I think the Guardians are going to end up just going to Wakanda and then just picking up Strange, Iron Man, and um, Spider-Man. And then they go to Thanos' planet, and then... You know, they hash it out there, whatever, whatever. And somewhere on this line, like I said, I think Thor and Vision are going to get killed. Wow. All these series just make me want to watch this movie right now. <laughs> yes, man. Like, whenever I got the news that it came out, like, the tickets went on sale, like, I bought them, like, within 10 minutes of knowing that it came on sale. <laughs> and, like, I I lucked out and got good seats. Did you? I was totally lucky I got good seats. Nice. Yeah. IMAX? Um, no. I, I, I'm not doing IMAX. I can't do that. That's pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, not only is the movie intense, but the price is intense also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But, but the theater I'm going to see, it's in, it's in like a, a nice part of San Antonio, so it's going to be Trey Bougie. So okay. I'm be, I'm in, I'm be in there. Uh, I got this, I got this fly ass Black Panther shirt. I'm going to be in there repping. Absolutely. Cop so, my Black Panther shirt before I walked in the first time. It's, 
Oh, you did? Yeah, I I happened to be out uh, grocery shopping um, at Walmart with Angel and Aaliyah, and I saw the Black Panther display, and they had joints for fifty. And I was like, I was like, man, they probably got some cornball stuff. But I found one that had uh, T'Challa on it in the suit, and it's like the black, like it's a black shirt. But then they they use the blue and the grays to kind of outline and show him on the shirt on it it's on my instagram when i um when i got it but it, i really love this love the shirt and then i walked into the film with it on it was super dope nice man we'll check it out now but so yeah man so i know you say you didn't buy your ticket because you think <laughs> you think Morgantown will be easy finesse man i don't think it is yet. Uh, it's still an easy finesse man like i I don't, I don't plan on going. I don't think I'm going opening night. So if I was going opening night, then I would buy tickets. But I think I'm going to catch it opening weekend, probably early to uh, mid-afternoon matinee. And then um, I shouldn't have any problems. Because my thing is, when I'm going to the theater um, and the movie starts at 4 o'clock, I don't be walking in at like 3.58. Not for, not, not for one of these. When I went to see Black Panther this time, I was walking in for that. And the place is still pretty packed. Um, I'll, I'll be getting there at least half an hour early, and if need be, I might even go get tickets before and then come. <laughs> but um, the, I, I will not be out finessed when it comes to Infinity War. Yeah, man. I mean, because I mean, the tickets that I got, like, I mean, I, I sound bougie as hell, but the only the only theaters I really go to are like reserved seat theaters, and so those shits are clutch, like. Like you buy them shits, you just go. Like you don't gotta worry about like people selling your seats or whatever. Right. And so, and so yeah, because I bought them super early. That like, well, I bought them fairly early. I was able to, you know, like I said, get good seats. Um, I'll be in the, I'll be in the middle toward the back. Nice. All the, all the screen man. Yeah, that's that's exactly where you need to be too. Yeah, man. So yeah, so good luck. I know you, you make. You know, try to wing it, but hopefully the gods are on your side. Man, if you get me worried and I buy tickets and then I get there and I can walk right to where I normally sit, I'm not going to be so mad at you. <laughs> you got me worried now. I mean, I, I mean, I went to, I mean, I've gone to the movie, like even at the mall, like I've seen, um, were you there when like even The Dark Knight came out? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I've, like, I've been here since 03, so. Yeah, that night, like everyone was in that motherfucker. That shit was packed, like, and that was like a like a like a midnight movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't got that shit's like super late. Last um, time I went to a midnight movie was Spider Man Three. I feel like, no, that's not true. No, the opening night movie was Spider Man Three. Yeah, the third uh, the Thursday night joint. So it's been a minute for me. It was packed in there too, and I was super sleepy too. So I didn't uh, enjoy it as much <laughs> as I thought I would. And I realized it wasn't just because I was sleepy; it's because the movie wasn't very good. <laughs> they had your man go emo in the movie. That shit was crazy. You know what? Though that's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, though, because uh, only I know it's terrible, but. When I, when I watch him do all that stuff and the dancing and and the being the, being a jerk with the black suit stuff, I absolutely love it. Like they took the dancing and the and hey um hey hot neighbor girl who is 
way younger than me feeding me cookies while I'm on the phone. Like that was all creepy wow. and stuff. But all the all the aggressive Peter, all the aggressive content and him just being a dick to everybody. Like I totally thought that was dope. Um and I thought the dance scene is still hilarious to this day. Like I was it unnecessary? Yes, but can I live without it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you. Know. That's all. I'm. You know. I'm. am not afraid to admit it. I will take that one. Because <laughs> I mean, the last, the last movie that I saw in town that it was super packed for was, um, I saw Rogue One in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, I saw that like the opening weekend, and like that shit was really packed. Oh. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, so yeah, man. So like I said, good luck on the mission. All right. Well, I'll I'll let you know when I'm sitting down. I will text you. Be like, yo, <laughs> I walked in here, no problems. And I'll send good. you a gift of me celebrating. <laughs> good shit, man. Good shit. All right. So we we went into a deep dive on what our theories were for the movie. Um, I think we both agree that like. The time zone's gonna have to be used in some way, shape, or form to save a couple lives, mm-hmm. to save Wakanda more than likely. It better save Wakanda. I think that. <laughs> uh, I think that we agree that like people are gonna get clapped the fuck out and <laughs> kill some people. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll basically. I mean, time is gonna tell like who's gonna be who, but you know, heads are gonna roll from Thanos. Here's a random thought right, before you still, go ahead. When is when yeah. when is Colson going to show back up in the movies, man? But, I'm I'm mad that popped in the fucking thing. Like who? Like why would you? Like people love Colson. Like why would you just sort of just say he's going to be back? Shuttle him in the show into the TV show and never bring him back. Like I need a con- I need a conversation. We should have had this already. Where Tony looks in Colson, like, huh? Thought you were dead. And Colson like got better. <laughs> <laughs> like something like that. I just, I yeah, need I mean, that exchange, and they won't give it to me, and they won't even give it to me on the freaking oh, show. Oh, uh, I think, I think, I, I think I know what's gonna happen. Okay, because I know you know how I told you Captain Marvel is gonna be in this Avengers. Yeah, the Captain Marvel movie is gonna be set in the nineties. Yes, so Coulson is gonna be in that movie. I think because even in Avengers. We just hear him say, we just hear Sam Jack say like he's dead, but we don't see like a funeral. We don't see nothing. We just right. hear the news he's dead. So I think maybe he pops a little Captain Marvel in some way in Avengers Four, and then he just like chilling. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm I'm not Shield anymore because I knew Shield was Hydra all along. Some some <sighs> shit like that. They they gotta. I, I want that payoff. I feel like that's the biggest one of the biggest cliffhangers in the MCU is the fact that they, I mean, obviously that he got his TV show and he's been doing it for four seasons now, I think. But still, he was a major reason that this whole work between all those early movies. Give Coulson his due and don't bring him back just to kill him off. Like, get, give him something, man. Like, even even if it's just a scene where they need to go get intel and then one of them knew that Colson was alive and Tony still didn't know. I just need to see Tony look on Tony's face when he sees Colson and he's like, huh. <laughs> oh, because even if you think about it, in the Avengers, whenever, um, because after he dies and then Sam Jack Fury 
he gives this speech about how, you know, the Avengers can be, you know, this this thing together and band together, whatever. You see him holding the cards. Like yeah. Captain America's bloody cards. Right. And then uh, the girl from... Um, how I Met Your Mother. Uh, how I Met Your Mother. He's like, his cards are in the locker. And Fury was like, they they just needed an extra push. Yeah, yeah. I think he... Maria Hill. Maria Hill. Gives them that push. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's gonna, I think he used their death to give them a push. So I think he is alive. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I just want that. I I, I want Colson back in the movie. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be back. I mean, he's I mean, he's definitely gonna be in, in at least you know, like I said, the the Captain Marvel movie. And so, like, he's. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how they tell her story, how they bridge it from then till now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think she's gonna pop up. If the, if the Infinity Stone isn't in Wakanda, the Miss Infinity Stone, it's going to be with her. And so they're going to have to finesse a way to like actually sort of get these moving parts in good order with each other. I can't wait to see how they pull it off, man. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, man, I think they're going to... I think, I mean, if they built to this moment. I think even when... Even like ten years ago, like there's no way they could imagine all this happening. But um, I mean, they built it and they worked toward toward it. And I think the ultimate payoff, like I think, I think we are gonna. I mean, I think we are gonna get some of the best movies that MCU is gonna make. And I think that I mean they're on a roll. I mean they've they've had you know they've had Civil War, then they had Homecoming, then they had Ragnarok. Then they had Black Panther. Like they're on the roll of making like these good movies, and though um, I think they're just going to continue it. I think they're going to keep doing a really good job with it. Um, and like I said, I think even Ant Man. I didn't even. I still haven't watched the first Ant Man. That was your Ant-Man homework from last time. Was to watch Ant Man. Damn it! Why didn't you watch Ant Man yet? I know. I, the funny thing is, I think that's that's actually the only movie from the MCU I haven't watched. I watch every other one. I haven't watched that one. You need to watch that one, man. Michael, even for Michael Pena's performance, you got, you've watched Ant-Man. You're going to love that shit when you watch it. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to, I will watch it. Eventually. <laughs> Four years later. Nah, no, because I'm, I am going to see, I am going to see like an Ant-Man, so I will watch it before I see that one. Okay. All right. All right, so all right, so like I said, we looked at the theories that what we're gonna expect to happen in Avengers Part Four, and so looking a little bit beyond the Avengers movies and continuing to deeper into Phase Four and beyond. So let's say you know worst case example, um, Tony and Steve they both die. Do you think that the MCU can survive with both of them being dead? Um, the obvious choice is no, but considering how many times I've counted Marvel out and then they proved me wrong, like beyond a doubt, I think they'll be fine. Um, it'll be interesting to figure out who the new tempos will be. Like we think right now it's going to be Captain Marvel and Black Panther, but the same time, uh, I mean, those are two iconic characters and you don't want to do have something cheap where, 
they literally replace those characters because I'd be okay with like Bucky becoming Captain America, but I don't need another three movies with Bucky as Captain America. Um, or same with someone taking over Iron Man if Rhodey was a, was able again and then he became Iron Man. I don't need three Iron Man Rhodey films. Um, so I don't want to see them replaced and then movies made about them again immediately. Um, I I think Marvel will be fine. I trust them at this point implicitly. So I think they have something in place to kind of take the front, the series forward. Um, so I'm not too worried. I, but I, I, there is that sliver of death that once Downey Jr. and um, Evans are out, that it will lose a little of its luster and then eventually fade away, um, so to speak. But um, I, I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I think that I think that without Cap, I think they can be fine because I mean. I don't know. I think even if they have like Bucky as Captain America, I don't think they're gonna do like a trilogy with Bucky, which is which is more than fine with me. I don't think they they need to do that at all. Right. Um, so so I think they I think they I think they are gonna pave the way just for a Captain Marvel trilogy. Um, and basically, even if Captain if he does become Captain America, like they'll try to have him just integrated in the other trilogy as opposed to his own trilogy in the same way that like Hulk, like Hulk wasn't, Hulk got one movie and that was it. Like no, no solo Mark Ruffalo movies. Right. Or like even like, um, even more like, um, Romanoff where she's introducing Iron Man too, but then she's like an integral part of all the Iron Man movies. And then, and Winter Civil Soldier. War. Yeah. Winter Soldier too. Yeah. So, she jumped ship. She she went from Iron Man too. Said fuck this and went to Captain. <laughs> so so yeah. So I think maybe they can have Bucky in that sort of way, um, or even like I mean because he's going to be basically built and retrained in Wakanda. So you know maybe having him integrated uh, integrated in like the Black Panther storyline also in some way. Um, so I think even because this is the next question, even if. Let's say you know Tony does survive um, the Infinity Wars. Um, even if he does survive, do you think that he should play like an advisory and mentor role in the Spider-Man trilogy, or should they give that more to Happy and let Happy sort of mentor um, Peter Parker? Um, honestly, I, I do enjoy Tony. I feel like in whenever they do Homecoming two, and the funny thing is I keep mentioning Black Panther and Captain Marvel as these big temples for the next night the movies going on, but they just started Spider-Man and Spider-Man is obviously one of the biggest guys they got. And I don't know whether it's just like, I think it might just be his age in this universe where he's, he's a kid. So it's hard to put a kid in that position as a prom prom time player, so to speak. But I, I wouldn't mind a little less Tony in the next. Don't get me wrong. I thought Tony was awesome in Homecoming. But I feel like if you get Tony for two scenes in small scenes in Homecoming, I live with that and then have Happy do the rest. But I'd really, truly like to see, especially with whatever the fallout is from um, Infinity War, I'd really like to see Peter 
start to become his own independent kind of thing. Like, yeah, he's still going to have the Stark tech, but at the same time, I think it's super important for Spider-Man and for his character to kind of develop that end up that he's always been known for and then be built and then kind of get dragged into the big events like he always was in the comics and not so be so much always being part of everything as it happens. So I would really like to see them establish him more as a solo act and leave Happy and, and Tony behind as far as them being actually in the movie and just have him keep the Stark tech or hell, who knows, maybe the Stark tech won't be um, I don't want to say functional, but maybe maybe he won't have access to it anymore after Homecoming. Maybe he'll have to go back to his um not not to the original suit he made that he used it in the homecoming, but maybe he won't have that tech and then he'll just have to be run around in a regular costume and then he'll really just be just him alone. I'd really love to see that as far as Spidey goes. Because I feel like if you do that, then you build a more viable character who's not a kid who's attached to Iron Man and someone who can actually be used going forward to build the universe versus just feeling like a small part of it, even though he's Spider Man and one of the biggest characters that Marvel has. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that is a good idea, and I think, I mean, we talked a little last time about, um, you know, Venom and how that that trailer looked a little butt. <laughs> it didn't yeah. look very appeasing. Um, I think we're gonna, you know, incorporate the somehow, like you know, the Venom storyline in some way. But I think you're right. I think they are gonna try to make him. Um, Peter Parker, at least fully independent in some way. I think Happy, I think actually, I think I think they really should give Happy like an outsider role as someone who's like a guardian angel in some, in some ways. Mm-hmm. But then it, it's really about, you know, Peter really just becoming his own person. And so eventually, even with Happy, he's fading away eventually. Um, I mean, because I mean, he's he's becoming in that age where, like, he he really is coming of age, and so, um, so yeah, he's gonna, you know, I mean, that's what all teenagers do. Like, they they want some level of independence, and so, even if Tony survives, I can see there being like a fallout. And I mean, because even in the, in the Avengers movies, you know, we see that he is going to, you know, get the Iron Man, Spider Man suit or whatever. The Iron Spider suit, mm-hmm. um, but then you know maybe that tech is lost, and like you're right, he has to go back down to, um, um, you know, just rudimentary suit or whatever that he has to make for himself. Um, but I mean, but he's smart enough to where you know he can you know make a good suit on his own without you know without Tony's tech or whatever. So yeah, so yeah, I think I think you have a I think you have a right idea of how they should handle Spider-Man going for it. Yeah, um, but I, I just want to see, as as a Spider-Man fanatic, obviously, I, I just want to see him become more integral without it being so much connected to Tony. Tony was the right person to bring him into the universe. I think the way they handled it was perfect, but he definitely needs to be his own man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, I think with his trilogy, I think that's basically what is going to, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, because, you know, he has a, you know, great line with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to learn how to be a responsible adult on his own. 
And I mean, you know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have, you know, his his parents there. Um, and so we're going to see. I mean, he has, you know, his um, his uh, uh, May. Mm-hmm. May. Yeah, May. Yeah, so yeah, so we're going to see him sort of go beyond her also in some way. So, um, so yeah, I think that. Um, I think they are going to handle that in that sort of way where he's becoming, he's going to become a man. He's going to become Spider-Man. 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 <laughs> Look at that man over there. <laughs> and so, I mean, because I think, I think in the next one they're not going to do Venom, but I can see them closing the trilogy out with a Venom storyline. They got to redeem them. <laughs> From Spider-Man 3, they still yeah. got, um, but I, I really, really liked Homecoming, though, so um, I'm excited to see what they what they pull off next as far as the next villains go because um, they did Shocker and Vulture in this one. So who knows if we're going to get Octopus or Green Goblin. Green Goblin's been beat to death, though, especially by this Amazing oh Spider-Man films. The Amazing oh Spider-Man God. films messed it up so bad. Like, the first one was awful. I mean, and he didn't even turn it. Norman Osborn didn't even turn it into Green Goblin. He died. And then Harry's like, oh, I'm dying too, and then I'm going to turn into this beast and kill kill Gwen, and spoilers, and all that. Like, honestly, um, your boy uh, from the very first spider I can see his face, but his name's not coming to me. Um, uh, Franco? Not, not Franco, the dude who played Norman, uh, who was in, um, oh, sh- what is that? Damn, I can't remember anything now. Um... Oh, what is that actor's name? But guy who played Norman Osborn in the very first Spider-Man movie, I thought honestly he's been the best portrayal of Norman Osborn Green Goblin. It's just that he had an awful costume. Um, William oh. Dafoe. Yeah, thank you, William Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, I kind of wish that I kind of. I mean, William Dafoe is obviously seventeen years older now from the first time he filmed they filmed that movie, but um. I would like to see the Green Goblin, but I don't know if you have to do that necessarily because everybody's burnt out on the Green Goblin. You could do Hobgoblin maybe, but he still needs the Green Goblin to have have a Hobgoblin. So I guess I, I guess, and they just did Electro badly. They could go back to Doctor Octopus for the next one. They could go to Doc Ock. Um, I mean, because at the end they were telegraphing that they were. Some scorpion, whatever that. Because mm-hmm. uh, you remember in the in the in the credit scene. Oh, when they when um Vulture was at the prison. Yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. Talking, he was talking to that dude. I guess they're trying to make him a villain, which is like. Yeah, Matt Gargan. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, he is. I mean, I could live with the scorpion. Scorpion's like a. a C a C Spider Man character, so I think they would again have to bring in somebody that's more of a headliner. But even then, they could do a bluff a badass Scorpion Spider Man movie, and when next one come out nineteen, I think I'd be totally for it. So I let Marvel try. They've like I said, they rarely have proved me let me down. So I'm willing to let them try. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, but MCU definitely has all the trust. So yes, <laughs> so yeah, so they can. I mean, even if they want to, you know, 
I would say definitely Green Goblin. Like Willem Dafoe, he really was good in that movie. He really was good in that movie. He was. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't I'm good on seeing him again for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> even I mean, even Venom, like yeah, I like, think Spider Spider Man Three didn't really do that mm-hmm. well, and we we don't know what the Tom Hardy Venom is going to actually be, but. If I mean, because I know you told me that like that Venom movie is not going to be incorporated. In MCU, yeah, it's a, so it's a Sony Marvel I movie, want- so I think right now it is going to be a standalone outside of MCU. But that's not to say that they wouldn't be able to bring him into the shared universe if if they like the character, if the movie does well, and then actually do the actual yeah. major showdown between the two. But then you would have to establish. I think Spider-Man's, I don't know if um, Tom Hammond is supposed to specifically, but um, I, I think there is mention of Spider-Man in the film somehow, but I don't know how they're going to make the actual Spider-Man Venom connection that their relationship's built on from the comics. So that'll be interesting to see how they build that, bridge that gap or if they just go straight up monster movie with this introduction of Venom um, when that comes out. Yeah, so I'm reading up a little bit now, and they they are saying that like it is going to be they are going to incorporate it into the the homecoming universe. So. Okay, but I mean, I feel like I mean because I don't know, man. I feel like because Marvel, I think Marvel played a big role, like MC, like the whole studio played a big role in Homecoming, and they oh, just absolutely. basically put the they basically just put the Sony stamp on it. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that this is going to be the other way around, unfortunately. I think that Sony's going to try to produce it on their own, and then just try to just like try to finesse it into the Homecoming universe. Which I don't trust Sony anymore. No. Like, I just don't. Like, no, not after so. Amazing Spider-Man two. No, man. Both I hated both those movies, man. I I did not like Amazing <laughs> one or two. And I, I just everybody's like, oh, it's Spider Man. Look, I'm like, it's trash. And you know how much it hurt me to say it was trash. Like <laughs> to this day, I have trouble saying Spider Man Three is trash, even though I know it is. But uh, Amazing Spider Man One and Two are definitely trash. Andrew Garfield's oh. trash. Emma, Emma, what's her face is trash because I almost said Watson because Ali's been watching Beauty and the Beast all the time. But I know it's not Emma Watson. <laughs> it's the other Emma, the one that you mentioned in your article in your. Um, Emma Stone's trash. Um, What's her face? You really like me's trash. Sally Fields trash is at bay. Um, Martin Sheen is trash (laughs) as as Uncle Ben. Um, Everything is um, Jamie Foxx is trash as Electro. Um, He's real (laughs) trash. Um, Your boy Paul Giamatti's trash is the Rhino. Uh, Your boy, um, a dude from. uh, uh, rescue me, <laughs> the comedian Dennis uh, Leary. Dennis Leary is trash as um as Gwen Stacy's dad. Everything's trash about those movies, and Andrew Garfield is trash. Just wow. saying. Man, that is a lot of trash. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry, I, it needed to be said. I've been holding that in for a while. I think you could tell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean. That's a lot of shit, man. I mean, they're just their problem was they tried to reignite it after 
it like three years after the after Spider Man three. It wasn't Spider Man three. Was no, Spider Man three came out in two thousand seven, and Amazing Spider Man one came out in twenty um eleven or twenty ten. I want to say twenty ten feels right. Yeah, yeah, three years. Yeah, like I mean that's. That's terrible. Like, I mean, that's and that's that what DC fucked up in doing. Like, we got these, we got the Batman trilogy, and then we got Justice League, and Justice League is terribly made. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, they're just basically re- reacting to Marvel's dominance, which I mean, financially it makes sense. But I mean, they just, I don't know, they just rushing to get these properties out without you know really planning on what you want to do with it it's just it's just not like it's not cool anymore no like, man it's just like, dumb I yeah like they're gonna like i'm i really don't want to see any other dc property at this point i just don't if it's not wonder woman i'm i'm kind of the same way yeah like wonder woman is the only exception for me um but if we got a we got a yeah, bat flick solo movie i would watch it too though i can't lie um, no, nah, I'm, I'm <laughs> out as Affleck. I'm I'm so out on Affleck, man. Like, yeah, he's just he's the, even the way they he's trash too. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just not good. I mean, I think, I mean, their problem really is finding someone who can be both Bruce and Batman. And Michael Keaton really was the closest and. Um, the funny, I think, I think if fucking, um, oh my God, Christian Bale, I think if he doesn't do the voice, people say he's the best Batman, but he does the voice. Yeah. Like, and so it's his, it, it, like in the moment, well, for Dark Knight in the moment, you don't really notice his voice being terrible, but in Dark Knight Rises, sounds so over the top mm-hmm. like, especially whenever he um confronts bane the last time like where's the terminator like, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous like it's so bad man like i yes. cringe i cringed in my seat when he did that and i just i couldn't believe it like i couldn't believe no one on set was like Tone it down, right? Like, no one Nobody's gonna like, say that to Christian Bale. Like, to do Nobody's gonna tell Christian Bale that. I know they should have. Like people, and Bane knew he was Batman. Bane knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. So, what's the purpose of covering your voice anymore? Like, like you're not gonna scare Bane with a deep voice. Like, just get over with. Like, if, if a deep voice would have scared Bane. They just would have played Barry White all the time. Like he, like, like they would have been pumping out just Rick Ross. Like, <laughs> like they were all these thick black musicians. They were pumping out the music to scare Bane away from Gotham. They didn't do that. Right. So, Spe- so, yeah. Speaking of What's Batman, just, though, I got mentioned to you that we we should do a Dark Knight episode here uh, sometime in the summer because it's in ten years since Dark Knight came out. I'm totally down for that, man. I um. Yes, I'm I'm a big proponent of the Dark Knight trilogy. Um so I'm totally up for that. Okay, well we we should definitely do that in the near future. You heard it here first that we're going to cover Dark Knight on this show and then we can talk about Bad Bad Bale some more. <laughs> is 
then, then uh, hot take. Well, not gonna give it now, but we gotta think about. We praise Nolan, but is Nolan as good as director as we once thought he was? Ooh, that's so, so good. I have opinions on this because yeah. feelings might have been shifted slightly on this guy. So yeah, we will talk about Nolan. Absolutely, we'll do that sometime this summer. Yeah, man. Well, we we both agree that like Tony is to survive the Infinity Wars. Um, he should. He should get integrated in the Iron in the um, Spider-Man Future Trilogy, but in a limited basis, yes. and to allow Spider-Man to grow into a man that he is. Even if Happy is the Happy, he can play it like an ancillary role, like he did as Tony's bodyguard, but someone off in the shadows while you know Spider-Man is becoming a Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. All right, and so, all right, so we know. I know we talked about this on the Black Panther podcast, and you know we're gearing up for what we think is going to be um, the main movies where Tony is featured, at least. So you know we know that you know Black Panther was a mega success. Uh, you know, we know we're going to get the trilogies from Black Panther. We don't know who's where it's going to go. We don't know, um, you know, who's. We don't even know if Ryan Coogler is going to direct any more movies. Right. We know Black Black Panther is going to be a staple now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so, do you think that? Do you still think that Black Panther is an appropriate next Iron Man? Is he someone that can fill the fill the shoes of Iron Man? Before I answer this, I, I just want to have the fact that you just said that Black Pan- Panther is a major staple of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's that's a phrase that before Civil War, that even after Civil War, the, the fact that you said that phrase, that's a phrase that I never thought I would hear. That the Black Panther is a major staple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's not a bit player. He's not Anthony Mackie. He's not Cheadle. He's not... Even when soldier, he's the Black Panther, <laughs> and he has he has gravitas, so to speak, and that's that's just an amazing statement. I just wanted to acknowledge that one more time. Um, I might have shifted on this because I said that he's the next Iron Man, as far as him being the the figurehead going into the next set of um, Avengers movies and beyond. I think he might be a little bit more Cap. Now that I think about it, because now that I've seen Black Panther two times less than I wanted, because I've only seen it twice in theaters, um, and then watching the whole Killmonger exchange, and and then watching T'Challa throughout the film, and seeing how bloodthirsty he was in Civil War, obviously, same thing with uh, Tony Spark, Tony Spark, Tony Stark. It was he was fueled by the death of his father, and Tony was fueled by the death of his parents. So. I thought we'd see a lot more aggressive T'Challa in the movie. But then obviously we didn't get that, and we kind of saw who tr- tr- T'Challa truly was. Um, not that he didn't take care of business when he had to, but he was definitely more of a... Um, he definitely was about taking action, but at the same time, I feel like he was still being level-headed about it, where Killmonger was like, kill them all, Black Power, Wakanda forever. Um, so I could see him taking more of a cap role, 
and then possibly um, Captain Marvel coming in and being more of the, the the Tony kind of figure where she's more police, so to speak. Um, so, I, but I, I definitely don't see anybody else. Spider Man's not ready. Um, Ant Man's not it. Um, while Ant Man has probably another film in him, I, he's kind of still partial um, team. And then we don't know who's going to actually stick around from the original Avengers. So I could, I could see him being more of a Cap guy in the universe versus an Iron Man. But I still think he's a major figurehead going forward into the next phases. I mean, because if you look at the origins of Tony and going back to, like I said, 10 years ago, going back to the OG movie, we see that Tony, he really is like a, he's a playboy, like, he loves the limelight. He, and he, in many ways, is a you know selfish guy to start. And we sort of see him transform into this. Eventually, we see him transform into this selfless man that he is now. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that with we don't need that with um with T'Challa. He he already is selfless. Mm-hmm. Like, he already has those qualities innately within him, just like Cap. Like Cap, Cap was before he had the serum. Like Cap was a selfless, caring, thoughtful person. A lot of the same quality that T'Challa has, and so just like Cap, like he's not flashy. He's not over the top. Like you even see him in his wardrobe and even and picking out the um, the necklace for the suit. Like he could have went with the flashy gold necklace, but he didn't. He went with the very subdued vibranium silver yeah. looking necklace or whatever. And so these sorts of things that like sort of like justice and doing the right thing when, you know, even against all odds, like that's something that Cap has always really been about. He gave, he wanted to give Killmonger another chance, man. Like he looked right on yeah. and he said, you know, we can heal you. And then, of course, you got that great line from Killmonger before um, before he passed. So not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh uh, no, it's cool. But even though you're right, even even before that, before T'Challa and him actually fought the second time, actually even before they fought the first time at the waterfalls, T'Challa tells him, "We don't have to do this. We can do this the other way." Yeah. And then, and then Killmonger doesn't want that. He wants to be an anarchist. He wants to kill. So, but no, like I mean, that's stuff that like Captain is about. Like he. Captain, you know, Captain doesn't need to kill. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have like the want to, like, you know, be this sort of over the top sort of person. Like, he just wants to do the right thing for people, and that's just, that's innately what Black Panther already has within himself. So I think you're right. I think he, I think he is more, um, even though the movie functions in a way that the OG Iron Man movie functioned, he has more qualities as Cap than he does to Tony. Like, other than them being, like, wealthy as fuck and smart, mm-hmm. like, that's that's a little where the comparison sort of end. And so, like, even at the end of Black Panther, we see, like, the kid asking, like, you know, who are you? And then he looks in the, he looks a little in the camera. Like, that's sort of a wink to the old OG Iron Man movie. But, I mean, it could be a similar situation where, even though he is the king 
of Wakanda, he really functions more as, I think, even though he's the king, I think they function more as an oligarchy where you have not only him, but you have Suri, and you have his mother, and even you have Okoye, and you have all these people that have these input in his life. And he's, even though he's a king, like he's going to listen to all these different people, and they're going to figure out together like how to do the right thing. Right. And and Tony eventually got to that, and that's why he wanted to sign the accords. But that's Tony was never really to begin with in that sort of way. And so, so T'Challa has a group that Tony eventually got. Yeah, and so I think you're right. I think they are. I think they are. I think he has more in common with Cap than what people sort of give him credit for. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. So I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm just glad that the Black Panther. There's going to be a major player, though, man. Like I, I can't wait to go back to Wakanda, in Infinity War and beyond, <laughs> man. I cannot wait to go back to Wakanda. I wake up every. I go to sleep and I'm like, I can't wait to go back to Wakanda. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm goofy. Yeah, so I think I mean <laughs> you're good. I, mean, I know you feel like Avengers is going to be the most anticipated movie, but I think I'm going to feel more excited. Well. If Ron Google is still Avengers of, of uh, Black Panther two, I'm going to be more excited for the sequel to see where they go with it. Oh yeah, Avengers. Now I think Avengers because it is a culmination of this decade from Marvel. That I think because we're closing, it's sort of thing about like The Wire season three, where we close a chapter on this on this first part of the season. But then season four comes, and then it's just it surpasses season three in a great way. So I think that this is like the season three of The Wire, where all these great characters that we came to you know know and to love, a lot of them aren't just going to be with us anymore. We're going to move forward in a different direction. Yeah. And so that's why now we're getting like Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Spider Man, right, and Ant Man. And then we're going to move forward with them, and we're going to try to do like another universe where these great players are going to be intermingled and intertwined in all these different ways. I do as well, and and don't get me wrong, I'm going I'm going regardless. I'm going to be so ready for Black Panther too when it drops, but I I just don't think the hype train will be as big as it is going to be for Infinity War. But who knows, man? I mean, I, they might. It might be. I mean, it's already everything. The dream of the day is seeing Black Panther two right now. But it, it, I just don't think it's going to reach the hype level that it is at now. Could could a Black Panther movie get there? Depending on where the stories go, maybe. But I know in the black community that it's going to be more anticipated than whatever is coming out. So that's just my yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, think, I think I think Black Panther it really is going to get you know like I said black folks into the movie theaters again, and a lot of the people that um, a lot of non-black folk that support the movie they're going to be just as excited for it, and I think that Avengers 
I think I think it does have the broader appeal, um, but I still think that like I mean, because I got you know super hyped when the trailers came out and the trailers were all fire um, for Avengers, but I think I am gonna be I think I am gonna have like the same if not more whenever that Black Panther two trailer drops. Oh yeah, you see that like they're in Hong Kong somewhere and. and and when I see directed by Ryan Coogler, I'm going to be, okay, I'm about to buy the ticket when I see it. <laughs> Instant ticket perk. So, exactly. No waiting. No waiting at all. I don't blame you, bro. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think that's your list, man. You got, you got anything else on the list? Um, that is all I can think of. I mean, I think that, like, well, for anyone who, well, this is going to be a week before Avengers comes out. Yeah. But if you can, if you want to know the history of the Infinity Stones, you you have to watch a lot of the movies. Yeah. But the the important movie to watch would be the start regarding because you get the backstory of the actual stones. Um. Uh. I mean, Thor, the Thor Dark World, you see, like, the Red Infinity Stone that's not really a stone, but it's just, like, this dusting of death. It's the dust of death. Right. And so you'll see how the Collector gets that stone. You'll, I mean, I mean, I would say by now, if you've been listening to this podcast deep into it, you've probably already seen all these, but I would say, I mean, Guardians, Strange... Um, the second Thor, Avengers rewatch, Avengers. I would say give all the Avengers a rewatch. Yes. Um, Rethink I mean, about Age of Ultron. Yes. <laughs> Reconsider Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. That movie has aged better than what people originally gave it credit for. Um, and yeah, you can go see Black Panther again. <laughs> go see, <laughs> see that movie. Absolutely, and buy that thing when it comes out. Like, I'm, Angel's going to be so sick of me today that I'm able to watch that joint on HD. Because there's some rips right now out there, and I can't do it to myself. The day I can get that and purchase it in HD, uh, it's going to be Black Panther night like every couple days. And honestly, I might be trying to watch that joint every night. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, man, you got to do what you got to do. Man. Exactly, like man. But but to put a little toddy bow on this, man, like it all started with Robert Downey Jr. in 2008 in Iron Man. Uh, definitely, Marcus recommends you, you watch those key movies in, the, in, Infinity, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, get ready for Infinity War. I recommend that you go back and watch Iron Man, definitely Iron Man 2. Iron Man, watch the entire tra- trilogy because I'm... I'm faking if I'm going to tell you not to watch those. Um, and then, of course, Civil War, Avengers movies. Um, and watch Homecoming, too. Um, because uh, we we may not have any more Tony Stark performances after this comes out, y'all. So enjoy, enjoy a live Tony as much as you can. And uh, just, just realize how far we've come. Because honestly, when, as much as I loved Iron Man in 2008... I did not think we'd be sitting here waiting on this third Avengers movie 
for uh, well, essentially Fourth Avengers movie because of Civil War, waiting for this movie to drop. I did not think we were, would be here, and now we are. And it's all thanks to those early movies. So that's my recommendations. Yeah, man, I I bought Iron Man off a chance at a DVD sale at Walmart. So, so I had no clue that like this whole thing would become what it is today. And I mean, we see other comic book companies try to do the movies; they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Nearly it's half as well as was done. Even Sony, Sony is not doing it. It's half as well as Marvel Studios doing. Um, so these are all great films, and um, you know we we are starting to see stories of coming of age. We're starting to see stories of you know trauma and struggle, and like we're seeing these different themes that Marvel start to explore with Spider-Man and Black Panther. I'm pretty sure we're going to get, you know, the same sort of things with Woman Empowerment with Captain Marvel. Um, so it's going to be really great to see where we go from here. And even though, like I said, you know, keep saying this, but, you know, it's 10 years in the making that, you know, we're going to conclude with some people that we've gone to, we've grown to love and characters that we've grown to love. And even if movies are bad, they're not really bad. They're still enjoyable. Yeah. So... So yeah, so I think that from I if you would have told two thousand eight that this Iron Man movie would eventually lead to, you know, a billion dollar industry, I like no one would have really predicted that. And so and so yeah, man, they've done a superb job and yeah, man, we gotta keep it keep it going from face one beyond. Um I, I just when you mentioned that I, re- I remembered when um I found out that there was a Tony Stark scene in Incredible Hulk and I liked Incredible Hulk I did like it as a film um I'm glad we got Ruffalo now instead of Ed Norton but as far I I was most pumped to see Tony on that screen again and he literally was on that screen for maybe 90 seconds in the whole film and I think it was I think it was after the credits maybe. I don't remember where it was. Or maybe he popped in on Ross at some point. I can't remember. I haven't watched it in a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, that, that character had a huge act. So I, I at least thought we were going to get a, a decent amount of films out, out of Iron Man. But this is beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, man. I mean, at, even at that point in 2008, like, no one... I mean, you know, people grew up on the comic books. I mean, I I grew up off, you know, the the Fox cartoon shows Mm -hmm. where we had the animated series from Iron Man. And, oh, I was going to say, so even in, rest in peace, but even in the Iron Man cartoon series that Fox only had like a season of, guess who the voice of uh, War Machine was? Oh, I know this, but I I don't remember. Who was it? James Avery, Uncle Phil. Yes, yes, that's right. It was James Avery. I used to watch that because um, they had the Marvel Superhero Hour and they had that one and they had Fantastic Four one like on Saturday mornings. And I used to get it out of um, it used to come on out. Of, we used to get the DC channel. That's where I would watch it on on Saturday mornings. It used to come on mad early too, like six in the morning. I get up and watch that joint. Fox Five, yeah. Five man. Shout yeah, out to my man Tony holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, even I do 
Rest in peace again. I didn't even realize DJ AM was in Iron Man Two. Um, yeah, it, it came out of it came out a few months after he uh, he, he unfortunately took his life. So, yeah, um, that was that was kind of like a big press uh, story going into it coming out was that DJ AM, AM was in it and everything. So yeah, man. Yeah, and well, uh, even Elon Musk is in Iron Man too. <laughs> yeah, he is. Tesla himself. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Yeah, man. So, so do you have anything that you would like to plug, like a, a an awesome website that you write for, maybe that you're doing quality <laughs> home run pieces for since baseball season? Maybe. Do you have anything like that, Marcus, that you want to tell people about? That might official sponsor the Hyphenation podcast. <laughs> I do. Uh, up on the markrob.wordpress.com. T-H-E-M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot uh, WordPress.com Actually, I um, I wrote this and it's actually probably the most personal thing I've ever written and posted on the blog. Um, I wrote about basically um, me and Danielle, we were watching uh, Black Mirror a couple of weeks ago and watching Insecure and I... She was telling me about how on Black Mirror there's an episode that like men are particularly drawn to and like we sort of gravitate to more than the other episodes. Um, the episode for Black Mirror is called The Entire History of You and it's about this guy who they can relive all of their memories. And so this is a guy who um, who basically suspects his wife is cheating on him and you know, it's it's basically like a roller coaster of terrible emotions with this guy and I was also thinking about um, Insecure the HBO show and how men gravitated toward Lawrence and you know we formed the Lawrence Hive on Twitter (laughs) and you know this season like he took a lot of L's but then at the end of the season we actually get a moment from Lawrence that we never experienced before and we get like his actual real growth and real emotions and him dealing with issues that he's struggling with. And in the piece, I sort of connect the pieces between those two characters from these completely different shows. And also I talk about sort of, you know, my my life and sort of my, you know, dealing with my emotions and just sort of, you know, hard truths that men have to really confront within themselves. And so, like I said, it's my most personal piece yet. And I'm really glad I really wrote that. And I'm really glad I put it out there. I'm really glad that I made you an official sponsor of the podcast, like the genius that I am. But no, seriously, <laughs> um, Marcus does does work. Um, this this piece he just dropped one about the um, jig in Tinseltown. He one about the female empowerment in Black Panther. He did a Drake bracket, which was amazing. I was texting him about it as we were going, as I was reading it. I literally was texting him in response to everything that was going on. But if you if you're looking for somebody who who isn't going to beat you in the head with a bunch of crap like every couple hours when it comes to a website, and then actually give you a, a a good decently length a decent length piece on a some some nerd some real stuff some emotional stuff like you just said, you definitely should check out Mark Rob. T H E R O B 
Um, no, T H E. Yeah, I said it right. Mark Rob, the Mark Rob. T H E M A R C R O B dot WordPress dot com. Check that out, please, and thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so, so yeah, so I write. I try to write, you know, honestly, try to write, you know, some laughs, and try to make you think. Like, I mean, I wrote about, um, like Kellen just said, I wrote about, um, you know, issues that are going on in Hollywood and how, you know, people are sort of championing change, but we're not seeing it yet. And so it's still going to take a lot of work. I mean, we're, you know, we're in the midst of social change right now, not only just with, you know, Hollywood, but. You know, Kellen's wife, you know, she's a teacher and, you know, West Virginia teachers will on strike yep. to get better pay, which they deserve. And so and so those West Virginia teacher strikes are are triggering other spikes in different states now. So it really we're in the midst of a lot of different social, you know, and um, we just have to make sure, you know, we're analyzing things correctly and being smart about our choices and. Um, and pay, and pay attention to the world in a way that you know it's not really dismissive. I mean, because it's really easy to get tired of Trump news, but you know, there's there's going to be more than like than just him. So yeah, we need to make sure that like we are actively engaging, and even if you know, even if it's just beyond voting, like you're actively making sure that you're aware of just what's going on and making your own choices for yourself. One hundred percent. And that's why he's a, my semi-regular co-host, so that I can sit back and just <laughs> talk here and there, and then he just kind of guides the show the rest of the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a play. So we will be getting together, if not to talk about Infinity War directly after. We definitely will be getting together to do Dark Knight, but I have a feeling that we will be carving out time to talk about Infinity War. And we'll follow up with this. And that's it, man. I don't got nothing to plug other than keep listening to this podcast. And I'm going to do all the other stuff later. And you'll hear it at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, go see that movie. Shout out to Better in the Dark, Black Panther again. Buy Black Panther whenever it's getting ready to come out. Because I don't know when the release date on DVD is. But it'll be closer than it is to the time of recording this. Um, And then go see Infinity War, man. And uh, with with all that said, I'm just going to end it with thanks, y'all. Marcus, want to say anything fancy? Yes. Uh, learn how to love somebody, goddamn. <laughs> That's the perfect ending right there. Go out and love somebody, goddamn it. All right, so I have a special guest with me. Can can you introduce yourself, Aaliyah? I'm Aaliyah. And who's your daddy? Daddy. What's my name? Helen. <laughs> and you're you've been listening to Hyphenation, correct? Mm-hmm. Can you say you've been listening to Hyphenation? No. Of course not. You've been listening to Hyphenation. Thank you. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed episode sixty-one with me and Marcus talking about Iron Man. What do you think about Iron Man, Aaliyah? Wait. What's Iron Man's real name, Aaliyah? Tony. Tony what? I always forget. That's okay. Tony's good, though. Very good. And what group is Iron Man a part of? Do you remember? The superheroes. The superheroes, but what's the name of the group? Who else? Captain America's in it? Avengers. 
Avengers. Avengers, very good. You know what comes out next Friday, Leah? What? The th third Avengers movie. Can I watch it? Not quite yet. Why? You're still a little too young. Is there going to be Black Widow in it? Yes, Black Widow is in it. Yay! Um, but it's the third Avengers movie. It's called Avengers Infinity War. Is it? Is it? <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be at the movie theater starting next, on the 27th. Are you going, do you want to go? Yeah, I want to go. Mommy doesn't want to go. Mommy, mommy's, daddy burned mommy out on superhero movies. Because daddy used to take her to superhero movies all the time and then mommy kind of lost interest. So that's daddy's fault. You know what, Aaliyah? I showed Mommy Avengers, like, uh, after it came out, before you were born, I showed it to her. And you know what she said? What? She said it was just okay. Can you believe that? Yeah. And uh, what do you, how about you tell everybody what, what, uh, what day it is? It's my birthday. It is your birthday. That's right. How old are you? Four. That's right. How awesome is that? All right, so let's tell people how they can listen to the podcast, okay? Okay. All right, so you go to iTunes or you go to your, your podcast app on your iPhone, right? Yep. And then you hit the subscribe button. Yep. And then you give the show this many stars. How many stars am I holding up? Five. Five stars. Because that means more people can listen to the show. Five And then... Take a thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs up too. Do thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, right, Aaliyah? Yeah. YouTube.com slash be hyphen. Yeah. Um, if, they, if they leave a review, Daddy will read it on the show. Even, if you don't know you like the show, subscribe on the subscribe button. Someone watches YouTube Kids a lot. Uh, if you leave a review, I'll read it on the show, good or bad. So if you have an Android, Aaliyah, like Mommy does... You can get the Google Play app, and you—it's a—it's an app on your phone that lets you listen to podcasts, and you can listen to Hyphen Nation. Hyphen Nation. That's Daddy's podcast. Hyphen Nation. Dad, Hi guess what? What? I'm to get the supplies in my own library card. That's right. You can have your own library card from Mor from the Morgantown Public Library. I think Mommy will hold on to your your library card for you, honey. You don't need a wallet yet. All right, so Google Play Music, they can hear the show on there, and they need to rate, review, and subscribe on there too, right? They can go to the sub subscribe on Android link that's located on the post on hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and they'll get all the podcasts. They can get all the podcast apps they need. Listen to the show, right? Yes. What about Stitcher? Or is Hyphen Nation on there? Yes. What about TuneIn? Yes. What about Pocket Cast? Yes. Player.fm. Yes. Uh, what about... I already said my YouTube channel. What about hyphenuniverse.com? Yes. Is that, is that my website? Yes. My personal website? Yes. Okay. Um, all of my shows are on hyphenpodcastgroup.com, right? Mm hmm Right. Shows that I do with all kinds of people. Like, who do I, who does, who do, I do shows with? Mommy. Yeah, Mommy's been on the show. Who else? Yes, you've been on the show. Who else? Daddy. Well, obviously. What about Uncle E? Yes. And Uncle Anthony? Yes. And Lane? Yes. And Uncle Gary? Yes. 
and Maybe Uncle Thomas. Uncle Thomas, yeah, very good. And you you haven't met them, but what about um what about Eric? Yes. And Crystal. Yes. And uh yeah, that, that pretty much covers it. And then if you you want them to go to Marcus's site, right? And it's called Mark Rob. Can you say Mark Rob? Mark Rob. Mark Rob. Can you say M A R C? M A R C. R O B. R O B. The Official sponsor. Um, B hyphen at gmail.com. Who's B hyphen, Aaliyah? B hyphen. Who's B hyphen? I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Um, how about at B hyphen on Twitter? Facebook.com slash hyphen universe or hyphen podcast group at gmail.com or at hyphen pod group or facebook.com slash hyphen podcast group. Um, oh, there's one other thing we got to tell them. What? Say, use the RSS feed. Use the RSS feed. Put it into your podcast listening device. And you, McDonald's. yep, McDonald's, and you, and you can get, get all, all 60, 61 one episodes, episodes of fire, a fire in your podcast listening device. Oh, I'm gonna listen to it. Well, when you're older, <laughs> when you're older, one day, one day you could be in, be in charge. Do you want to be the host one day when you're older? Do you want to take over Hyphen Nation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, say the power of positivity is real. Pause. The power of positivity is real. Be nice to each other. Be nice to each other. Get the negativity out of your life. Get the negativity out of your life. <laughs> We're about to go to McDonald's, right? Yeah. And see Mommy. Mama. All right. So anything you want to tell, our, tell my listeners before we go? Yeah. What? What do you want to say? Bye-bye. And subscribe the channel. I hope you have a great day. That's perfect. Ah! Thanks, y'all. Ah!